If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon and buy our official merchandise on Redbubble. Simply look for We Are Hantu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps Entry 47 Old Tampanese Road, Singapore Joe Fernandez has been a cop for a number of years now. The National Service buddy of my last interviewee, Joe decided to sign on after serving his mandatory two-year stint. At first, it was just because I didn't know what I wanted to do after NS, Joe says, swinging his arm casually around the back of his red plastic chair. He adds... However, that after a while, he realized he had a natural affinity for the work. We're sitting at a coffee shop just a couple of blocks away from his home in Bedok. It's one of Joe's off days, which he tells me he treasures dearly. I'm good at my job, but I make it a point to work to live. Not to live to work, if you'll excuse the cliché. He chuckles. Joe certainly seems like a pretty chilled out guy, which is surprising since his friend told me that Joe's seen more than his fair share of strange occurrences. It's just part of the job, he shrugs. When you do night patrols, you're sure to encounter some pretty unusual stuff. I ask him if it's ever affected him, and he gives me an easy smile. Not really, he says. But there have been times when it's come close. This particular incident, however, was definitely one of the most disturbing. So... With my recorder switched on and ready, I asked Joe to start from the beginning. Two years ago, Joe was partnered up with a guy named Beng Huat. Beng Huat, Joe tells me, was a good guy, but just a little uptight. We got along great though, he says. I think we balanced each other's energy really well. 
That meant that Bing Huat was a positive influence on Zhou when it came time to file their paperwork. But it also meant that during those quieter shifts, Zhou encouraged Bing Huat to just relax a little. It was a Friday night during one of those quieter shifts when Zhou and Bing Huat parked their car on a dirt path along Old Tampanese Road. That stretch was known for illegal races sometimes, so we figured we'd just wait there, Joe says. At worst, we'd have to deal with a couple of joyriders. At best, it'd be nice and peaceful, you know? Even though the famously creepy road had been developed a little more over the years, Joe says that there was nevertheless a certain aura to it, especially at three in the morning. It wasn't exactly super unnerving, but I mean, come on, it's still old Tampanese Road, Joe says. It was around that hour when Beng Huat spotted an old woman slowly approaching their car. The woman was wearing flip-flops, loose-fitting trousers, and a plain t-shirt. Her greying hair was cut short, and her age showed in the many lines on her face. Neither Joe nor Bing Huat saw where she had come from. It was as if she just appeared out of thin air. Joe reasoned that they weren't paying attention. But Beng Huat felt that there was something off about the whole situation. Eventually, however, Joe convinced Beng Huat that they should speak to the old woman. She was staring blankly ahead, Joe says. She looked like she was totally out of it. Like she was lost and didn't even realize that she was lost. The pair waved and called out to the old woman as they got out of their car and made their way towards her. In both Mandarin and Malay, they asked her why she was wandering around alone at this hour. Still, no response. Finally, after a minute or so of trying to get an answer from her, Joe asked her for her identity card. She seemed to understand this. She fished out her IC from her trousers pocket and handed it over. Joe jogged back to their vehicle. He radioed their HQ and read out her IC number to find out if the old woman had a history of just wandering off. After he had done so, HQ asked him to read the number again. His colleague's voice on the other end of the radio, sounding a little perplexed. Joe relayed the IC number once more. There was a pause before Joe's colleague, his voice now shakier, asked, uh, Are you sure? Joe, more annoyed than anything else, 
said that of course he was sure. He read out the number one last time. His colleague told him that the number can't be right. This woman, his colleague said, died ten years ago. It was then that Joe noticed the two holes punched into the identity card. Holes that signified that the card was no longer in use. Not wanting to alarm Beng Huat, Joe tried to stroll over to his partner and the woman as casually as he could. He started to notice how pale she was, how there was a tinge of blue to her complexion. Benghuat asked him what HQ had said, but he didn't respond. Instead, he just handed the IC back to the old woman and wished her a nice evening. Benghuat wanted to push Joe for an answer, but whether his own instincts got the better of him or he saw the look on Joe's face, he stopped himself. The old woman walked off. And I swear to you, Joe says, we had our eyes on her the whole time, but neither of us could tell you when exactly she just disappeared from our sight. As soon as they regained their wits, the pair leapt back into their car and sped back to HQ. The following week, Joe tells me, both Benghuat and I felt violently ill. He might have still been able to chalk this up as a coincidence, but this happened on the Friday after the incident and both of them started to throw up at around 3am. We told our superiors what had happened. They made sure that we never patrolled that area ever again, he says. I asked him if Benghuat grew more uptight after that, and he laughs. Not at all, bro, Joe says, giving me yet another easy smile. I guess we can chalk that up to my positive influence. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media at We Are Hantu. You can also buy official merchandise on Redbubble and be one of our supporters on Patreon. Ghost Maps is recorded on Audio Technica mics.